the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. So Governor McKee continues to be under fire, weighs in on the lunch controversy. Now, the Republican Party has now filed an ethics complaint against him. It's good. But this is the Channel 10 piece where he's talking about the lunch. Should raise eyebrows around the state, or do you think this is much ado about nothing? I saw them making a mountain out of a molehill. I still believe that's true. And it is. And it's a political event uh, that uh, that people can leverage in a way that um, they think is an advantage to the the Republican Party. I I say that uh, when you overreach... And you uh, and you make claims and allegations that are just unfounded. That um, that in the end, the public gets it. The people understand what's going on right now. This is a political engagement, and they're using the ethics commission to somehow uh, cast uh, a problem uh, in our office. Uh, and I'm not concerned about it at all. Folks, here's the here's the real truth to it. Governor McKee is feeling the heat. The FBI is all over him. Uh, he may get indicted still with that ILO contract. You have a governor that seemingly can't focus, can't think straight. Um, there's just no telling where this whole thing is going to go. The last thing he needs is more heat. But make no mistake about it. That Philadelphia lunch, uh, and, and I agree, the free lunch and the donations in the Republican Party saying, a small example, it's, it's pay to play politics that's what governor mckee engages in that's why the league of cities and towns that's why their legislation didn't go forth so when the governor says all they sent was a letter he was expecting money that's what it comes down to so mckee's free lunch and the donations he took from a state vendor at this lunch in more small example rhode island's pay-to-play political culture and it's on full display. So I applaud the Republican Party for for filing this ethics complaint. And then look look what happened with the League of Cities and Towns. Look what happened to and what happened with the League of Cities and Towns when they did not throw a fundraiser and therefore they were just trying to argue the case on the merits and and instead governor mckee is like that's it that that's all you have where's you know where's the fundraiser where's the fundraiser at the capitol grill you sent a letter no he's expecting some kind of a payout on this whole thing that's not what he was looking for. He, everything is tied to a donation. Where the McKee people wanted a fundraiser thrown. And the same thing like, you know, the, the, they, you have people that are trying to argue things on the merits. And you have the McKee people where everything is pay to play. If you want something done. You have to pay for it. He's not just going to do it because it's the right thing to do, that it makes sense to do it that way. That's not the way he thinks. That's not the way he operates. Uh, you got the wrong governor for this. So, But make no mistake also, Governor McKee, folks, is at just full-fledged war right now with the media. And he may feel, ah, who needs them? I don't need them. But it's it's a very unhealthy relationship to have. Um, his blunders controversies continue to add up he gets angrier and it doesn't get resolved but how they mishandled this philadelphia trip is a good example of i'm not saying that that it was not an easy situation to handle but at the very least they mishandled it and and it and it's a pattern and practice of hiding things and thinking you're slick and we're not going to release this, and we're not going to release that. And then eventually it, it leaks out. Or then people take legal action, and they, they get it to come out. And then, you know, this Philadelphia thing that has now been carrying on for weeks now, it, it just, it got, you know, it blew up in their face. And it's embarrassing and takes away from things they're trying to do. 
But at the end of the day, the McKee people have no one to blame but themselves. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. Yankee Tree Service. Call them today, 401 439-6028. The tree trimming experts from Lincoln. You can always find them online, yankeetreeservice.com. Tree removal since 2006, 24-7 emergency service available. It's Yankee Tree. Folks, I've dealt with them for years. Tree removal, stump grinding, tree pruning. Also, emergency service and bucket truck service. You can depend on on Yankee Tree Service. Call them today. Get a free quote, 401-439-6028. And remember, with Yankee Tree Service, they have the licensed arbitus. They'll come out and they'll explain which tree maybe you want to get removed, maybe what tree you don't want to get removed. Tree pruning, also one of the best things you can do for your property and for your trees. It's Yankee Tree Service. Call them today, the tree trimming experts based out of Lincoln. Call them at 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, 401-439-6028. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. Well, you're going to hear a lot about the Hunter Biden laptop. I mean, it without question, listen, it never should have reached this point. I think by all accounts, um, definitely, I'm not going to break any news here, had, has received special treatment. I mean, that part just cannot be denied of why he was allowed to operate in that <clears throat> in that way. And Brett, Brett Bear of Fox, boy, he is rolling. Uh, he had the big President Trump interview. And then he had the big sit down with the whistleblower, the IRS whistleblower detailing the investigation. So let's go to this was the whistleblower on with Brett Baer. Because every taxpayer deserves to be treated fairly. And, you know, it was my oath of office to 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 make sure that that happens. And, uh, um, you know, we wouldn't meet our mission as an agency with IRS criminal investigation. And we'd really lose the trust of, of, of the people of the United States if we didn't ensure that everyone was treated fairly. So for the people who say oh, this is, you know, some planted Republican who's trying to affect, you know, the upcoming election or has some motivation, what do you say to them? This is simply the facts are the facts. And I've, in my past, I've... Uh, I voted for for both D's and R's, and you know politics are irrelevant when I when I'm conducting my job. And what is your job? So I supervise a group of 12 agents right now, and uh, for everything that they do, from case development, case initiation, all the way through prosecution recommendation and enforcement actions, things like that. And I've been doing that um, since 2018. I've been an agent since uh, for 14 years now. The second whistleblower is actually a, a case agent not named but you know who that is yes i do and you this is done separately um you're you're two you're coming forward separately yeah i was in the october 7th meeting and that ended up being my red line and uh that's when i decided to come forward and uh you know i don't, I don't want to put words in into the other whistleblower's mouth but you know his red line was at a different time and he did so when he thought uh, he needed to and he was the case agent specifically that's correct he developed this case and worked it since 2018 and you in a supervisory role you uh were in this october 7th meeting let's get there because that's your red line moment this is a moment in which your the delaware u.s attorney david weiss according to you had made this disclosure on october 7th 2022 meeting with top irs and fbi officials saying what so i was there and i witnessed this personally and he started with, he's not the deciding person on whether or not charges are filed or not. Not the deciding person on whether charges are filed with Hunter Biden. That's correct. Who was? So ultimately this, if you follow the path of where the venue leads you, they went to the DC US Attorney's Office in March of 2022. And they presented this case to them. Uh, at the same time of that, at the same time as that was occurring, they requested discovery from the agents, which is a typical step when they're getting ready to charge. Now, 
I wasn't in those meetings. I asked to be in those meetings, as did the case agent. So we didn't help present to them. But after that occurred, he was no longer looking to charge in that in that district. So that's earth shattering news. Um, so Biden appointed D.C. U.S. Attorney Matthew Graves would not allow him to charge in his district. So. I didn't learn that fact until October 7th of 2022, so looking back to March of 2022. And that's when David Weiss, in October 7th, 2022, said that the D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office had will not allow us to charge there. And then he added that he would request special he requested special counsel authority and was denied. In that meeting, I even had him repeat that because I knew how important that fact was and I wanted to make sure I understood it. You were there and you remember it crystal clear in your mind? Not only do I remember it crystal, crystal clear, but I documented it. The email that's an exhibit in the House Ways Means Committee testimony was when I returned home that evening, I documented it in, a, in an email, and, a, and it's an exhibit. You can look right on there. And I sent that email to two senior executives, one of which was at that meeting, and I said, is this accurate reflection of what occurred during the meeting? And the response was, you covered it all. So there are other things in that uh, uh, email to include that he needed to go to California, and he had gone to California to request a charge there. And then he even opines that if they declined to allow charges, that he would have to request special counsel authority from the deputy attorney general or attorney general. Speaking of the attorney general, uh, he was asked specifically about this. Mr. Weiss had, in fact, more authority than a special counsel would have. He has complete, he, has, he had and has complete authority, as I said, to bring a case anywhere he wants in his discretion. But you're saying, this, he's saying that wasn't the case. Look, you know, the, I presented the facts to the House Ways and Means Committee, and uh, they're corroborated, and another whistleblower says the same thing. So, um, you know, there is a disparity there, but um, I was there, I remember it, and, and I can vouch for uh, exactly what's written there today is what happened. Why yeah. are you, doing you know, it's, it's about time that we get real answers because there's so much floating out there about the Hunter Biden case. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. The Kui sit in. 226 Cohesit Avenue in West Warwick, Rhode Island tradition since 1977. Delicious food, great atmosphere, whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge. They can also accommodate large groups. A great meal, a feast is waiting for you at the Cohesit Inn. Stop it and see them all year round. 226 Cohesit Avenue in West Warwick. They're waiting for you at the Cohesit Inn. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, depetro.com, like everyone else. Uh, you know, this time of year, I think it's always more enjoyable when the sun is out. Just kind of makes things better. I don't know. We go through such tough months, and then all of a sudden we can um, hit these stretches where we don't seem to have um, some sunshine. So it, it certainly helps and makes, I think, life easier for everyone when, in fact, there is some sunshine. Now, Governor McKee certainly struggling. He's been struggling for quite some time, and it doesn't seem to be uh, getting any easier for him. He signed some, or he allowed it to happen, some terrible legislation that is going to hurt all the cities and towns. And it's another example where the governor now, through his inaction, and he's going to allow, it all has to do with campaign promises and some of these firefighters that want the tax-free disability. And there's nothing positive about this for uh, the taxpayers. And But what's interesting about this is Governor McKee, in the headline, allows expanding firefighter disability pensions despite municipal objections. And in the full McKee, he passes the buck and blames them for not making more noise about it. 
So now there's some got to be some animosity here between Ernie Amonti, who's the head of the League of Cities and Towns, who had been uh, with the lieutenant governor's office and then left to take this job. So I don't know what the relationship is like between Ernie Amonti and Governor McKee, but it's obviously not a good one because, first of all, Governor McKee explained his reasoning allowing a new measure expanding firefighter disability pensions to become law without his signature, ever though every city and town mayor and manager is against it. Governor McKee said, well, you know, it was veto-proof. New law includes hypertension as a condition for disability pension for firefighters. League of Cities and Towns, mayors, town leaders, oppose the measure, claiming hypertension is a common ailment among the general public. The best option right now is municipal leadership, work early, talk to the reps and senators, and, uh, you know, talk to them early in the discussions. Really encouraging more than just a letter, he said. So he referenced his past experience as mayor. You know, we were very active before that. Asked if he was suggesting they didn't make their case strong enough, he said, I think they could have been stronger. Ernie Omonti, director of the Rhode Island League of Cities and Towns, sent Channel 10 a statement our position in the expansion of benefits, injured on duty without reforms, budget has been consistent for years. Local taxpayers can't afford these budget-busting bills from the General Assembly. As a former mayor and league board member, seven years, Governor McKee should understand that best. When it became clear the legislation was moving forward in the waning days, the league spoke with Governor McKee and expressed a deep concern. In addition to speaking with his staff, we shared our letter that was sent to the General Assembly requesting they vote no on the two bills. Within hours at the end of the session, the League submitted a letter to the governor requesting his veto. Now, you wonder about that, though. So let's let's dissect that. Governor McKee is saying, well, they could have done more than just send a letter. What does that translate to? He wanted a fundraiser. Look, look what happened with the lunch with the people from Philadelphia. They showed up at the Capitol Grill with campaign checks that's what he's talking about maybe the efforts by his his uh chief fundraiser the very slippery jerry shahasian maybe their efforts were rebuffed by the leagues of cities and towns well something must be done because then they're saying well we can't believe it in veto it and governor McKee, well you know they could have made a stronger case either either you believe the merits of it or not it shouldn't matter so much so what exactly does that mean? Does that mean they should have hired lobbyists that Governor McKee wanted? Does that mean they should have show, thrown a fundraiser for him? Does that mean that his chief fundraiser, Jerry Shahasian, didn't raise the type of money that he was looking to? I mean, that's what it comes down to. And what's disturbing about this is it's not about the merits of whether or not it's a good piece of legislation, it's good for taxpayers. With Governor McCreed, it starts to become, well, you know, they didn't make a loud enough argument. But you, but you know the argument. I think there's another example. The the guy who was the mayor of Cumberland, who now happens to look like uh, the governor who happens to resemble who was the mayor of Cumberland. They're two very, very different people. And if anything now, and I'm sure he feels they just don't understand, and the pressure from the unions and campaign promises he made— and blah, 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 no one understands, and woe is me. But the bottom line is this is wildly expensive, and there's no reason for it. These are campaign promises that Governor McKean made, and then it becomes like a bidding process. Well, you know, they didn't make a strong enough argument, meaning they, the, the League of Cities and Towns didn't donate enough to my campaign. Very, very depressing. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. Propane Plus in Rhode Island for all your propane needs. Call them 401-885-4209 in Massachusetts. You can reach them at 508-252-3359. Propane, heating and cooling, it's Propane Plus. Their team's been there three generations. They're available 24-7 for service and delivery, and they plan on serving you for a long time to come. They offer online billing, ability to schedule a service delivery at the click of a button and remember all customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment it's propane plus and remember with propane it's affordable sustainable 
equitable, good for the environment, and now it's renewable. Call Propane Plus today at 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, call them at 508-252-3359. They're very easy to navigate website. It's propaneplus.com. Propane Plus. Call them 401-885-4209. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, will there be more charges against Josh Miller? We can only hope so. Folks, we absolutely hope so. We want more charges. I think there should be more charges. Um, And then I also want to play, I'm going to play the sound of Ted Nisi from WPRI was on. So they're owned by the same company that owns News Nation. And Cranston police have confirmed that it's very possible that this state senator, Josh Miller, could end up facing more charges. The guy completely lied. He lied to police several times. <clears throat> he lied in Garden City. He lied then when they went to the home. And, and on top of that, they don't, you know, this whole business of him saying, you know, I think it was a gun nut. What if, you know, the kid had come up and had something in his hand and, and Cranston police ended up, you know, shooting this individual. He's 20 years old. He had his mother's SUV. And this Senator Josh Miller completely fabricated everything that happened with it. So Dan Abrams picked it up last night on News Nation. And uh, I want to play some of this. has been arrested and charged after he was caught on camera allegedly keying someone's car. And the whole thing might be over a Biden sucks bumper sticker. Yep. Police say Joshua Miller was caught on surveillance camera footage keying the vehicle that had been parked next to his car in a parking center in Cranston, Rhode Island last week. The car's owner and passenger told police that they heard a scratching noise as they were returning to the car after shopping. That's when they saw Miller next to their car gripping a single key. Got ice cream. The passenger asked Miller if he keyed his car. Miller apparently quickly denied it and walked away. The owner called police. A few hours later, they confronted Miller. And over the course of a number of interviews, his story, let's just say, evolves. The whole thing captured on police body cam video. This is the first conversation. I'm investigating a crime, okay? Okay. All right. If it's a maniac who yelled at me in the car next to me? Uh, they weren't in the car next to you. There was no one in the car. Yeah. There was no one in the car. He was blocking my way, saying I scratched his car. I didn't scratch his car. I'm a state senator. I think he recognized me. I think he's one he of wasn't the blocking his way. He, he called out my name. I never told he him did my not, name. He wasn't even there. Miller would then claim a group of people were allegedly stalking him because he sponsored a Senate bill which looks to ban the possession, sale, and transfer of assault weapons. He then took it a step further, telling a different police officer... The victim was making threats against him, even name-dropping the chief of the department. So, Colonel Winquist knows that I was stalked by these guys. Okay. Because I'm the sponsor of... Not true. Yep. Okay. He actually, they actually patrolled my house. Do you recognize this, this gentleman? That I thought called? he called my name. Okay. I got the stickers on the back of my car. Uh-huh. I thought he said, hey, Miller, did you keep my car? So, because I was concerned he was one of these guys, yep. right, that stopped me, mm-hmm. I kept walking. Well, that part of the story unraveled pretty quickly after Cranston Police Department determined that Miller had never reported any of those threats to Colonel Michael Winquist or to any other member of the department. After reviewing the surveillance camera security footage, which corroborated the victim's story, police then went to Miller's home to question him again. And this time he finally admitted to keying the car, but suggested the victim dared him to do it. As soon as I opened my door, yep. he started saying, hey, Miller, you, you, what are you going to do? Right? Yep. You know, he already started on me as soon as I opened my door. Right. And then so, which, which guy was that? Because there was two guys. Yeah. I don't know which guy. But that still wouldn't explain why he keyed the car. Why would you key his car? That's why. That's why I did. Listen. He... 
He was threatening me already. There's a video. There's okay. a video. Okay. He was threatening me already. Whatever you want me to do to make it, you know, easiest for you guys and everything. Did he bang your car with the door or something before that? Or like, why would no, he No, as soon as I came out of the car. You just got mad and keyed his car. Because he was already screaming at me. All right. But the car owner's mother believes that Miller, a Democrat, might have been unhappy with her Biden sucks bumper sticker. Miller was charged with vandalism and malicious injury to property. Joining me now is Ted Nisi. He's the politics editor and investigative reporter for our Nexstar affiliate in Providence. He's been covering the Rhode Island State House for the past decade. Thanks very much for coming on the program. Appreciate it. First of all, just give us a little bit of a backstory. How big a deal is this guy in Rhode Island? Well, um, he's he's like a medium-sized politician, and I would okay. say Dan. Um, he's you know he's not one of the leaders of one of the legislative chambers, but Josh Miller is you know he's been up in the state senate for 16 years. He's a chairman of a key committee, the Health and Human Services Committee. Now, uh, just last year, he actually flirted with a run for Congress. One of Rhode Island's two congressional seats opened up, so he's certainly fairly prominent. Um, and he's had controversies in the past, but of course. There's nothing like seeing body cam footage of a state senator shifting his story over the course of the day about keying someone's car. That is going to be a head turner under any circumstances. And, and do most people in law enforcement and others believe that the motive here was the bumper sticker? Well, I, of course, as a reporter, I want to be a little careful about how much I speculate, but I, I will say I think the tenor of the discussion around Island very few people think, first of all, his story didn't stay the same with the police over the course of the day. So it's hard for people to take seriously the idea he was being yelled at and then got mad at that, but then later said they knew his name, but the people say they didn't know his name. So it is hard not to see the bumper sticker as a key motivator. And I should say, too, one of the reasons we haven't heard more is because Miller is refusing to talk and his attorney will not comment um, as the legal process plays out. And because Rhode Island has a half-year legislative session, this happened right after Miller was was no longer at the state house every day when reporters like me would have gone up and questioned him. It absolutely was. Um, and I want to just once again clarify that the young man wasn't even there. It's not even his vehicle. It's the mother's SUV. The mother even said, and Dan Abrams referred to that as, I, I guess he didn't like my bumper sticker. So he's a hothead. He made up the whole thing. Josh Miller's not a young guy either. He's almost 70 years old. So he was pulling in. He saw the bumper sticker. And it's on the back window, so if you're pulling in, it's on the back passenger side window of the SUV, so it, he would completely see it. It wasn't like it was on the front bumper sticker or even on the driver's side part of the window. It was in the back passenger side of the vehicle, so he would be very close to that. He didn't park that well. He got out. There was no one in the vehicle. There was no one there. And State Senator Josh Miller started keying the vehicle and damaging it and causing dam uh, property damage because it had that Biden sucks bumper sticker on it. I mean, the guy is a loose cannon. He's in uh, court in July, but I think Cranston police should bring even more charges against him. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Falcon Pest Services. 12 months of the year, you could have a pest problem serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts called Falcon Pest Services today, 401-739-1322. Free consultation, 401-739-1322. Locally owned and operated serving Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. They offer services for termites, bed bugs, ants, roaches, mice, rats in the summertime spring fall mosquitoes and many other pests call today for a free consultation whether it's for your home or a restaurant maybe it's once a year maybe it's once a month call falcon pest services today free consultation 401-739-1322 residential and commercial whether it's an office building a school a hotel a restaurant or your home call falcon Pest services today. Free consultation, 401-739-1322. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show, AM 1380, 99.9 FM, always online at the website, dipietro.com. It's time for our legal segment. Joining us right now, he is our legal expert, one of Rhode Island's top legal attorneys. It is attorney Tim Dodd. And Tim, let's start off with... Um, 
first of all, last week was the big story where Cranston police released the, the body cam video of Senator Josh Miller, Garden City. And I, I believe we've touched on that. But now, bad news for Senator Miller, uh, Cranston police are re-examining it. And I believe the city solicitor, Chris Malia, and they've confirmed they're looking at the whole incident and there could be additional charges against Senator Miller. So why don't we pick it up from, you know, the, the body cam video, Tim Dodd. It, um, not, not only was he untruthful to them, the Cranston police in Garden City, but even then when they went back to his home and they're telling him that they had video of the incident, he still continued this ridiculous rant of, of his version of events of what had happened. Well, you know, we've talked about it many times that sometimes politicians are full of so much arrogance or hubris, they think they can say and do anything and get away with it. Um, how many times have we discussed that if, if when you're in one of these situations, say nothing, keep your mouth shut. If he had said nothing and said, hello, what are you here for, officers? We're, you're under suspicion for blah, blah, blah. Well, I've got nothing to say. Well, then we're going to have to place you under arrest. Okay, place me under arrest, but i got nothing to say. If he had said nothing, you look at the video, and it certainly looks suspicious, but you don't actually see the guy keying the car. You see him walking between vehicles. You never see his key um, keying the other gentleman's car. So had he shut his mouth and not said anything, it would look suspicious, but you really couldn't prove anything. Okay. You know, now, without seeing the video, he blurts out that he was confronted by this guy. He felt threatened. He didn't know if he was a gun nut. Um, even after Major Patalano was telling him, we got a video. We can see you on it. We know what happened. And he still continues to lie about um, apparently lie, it appears that he's lying about what took place. It, it makes no sense. And let's assume that what Miller said was true. It isn't, but let's pretend that he had been confronted by some guy saying, you know, um, you know. Hey, Miller. Yeah, hey, you, Miller, you're, you're, you're the, you know, you went after you're our gun idiot. legislation, blah, blah, blah. Right. And Miller might say, you know, you're wrong for saying, you know, Biden sucks or F Biden, whatever the thing said. And let's assume they have a political back and forth and they're yelling and insulting each other. Well, even if he says I felt threatened, the response to that threat is not to key somebody's car. It makes no sense. I mean, that's just someone who I believe I'm theorizing. He was hoping that he could key the car get away with it and maybe he's keyed other cars i don't know that's a speculation and maybe it's an attempt to muzzle free speech and hey i don't want to put a um a uh, second amendment bumper sticker on my car i don't want to put a trump bumper sticker on my car i don't want to put a right to life sticker on my car because somebody's going to vandalize my car for espousing positions that the left doesn't agree with so it's he was i think attempting to um, anonymously send a message you know you, you want to have these things on your car you know there's consequences to it that's right um i think that's the the real reason behind this and um what will happen here will he get further charges well he clearly appears to have been lying to the cops i mean there's no other real way to explain it away um my best understanding is he has no prior criminal record um he could probably get this thing disposed of with either a filing which means if he stays out of trouble for a year and makes restitution to the victim for the property damage that um it would potentially be expungeable after a year or it could be something where he would get a year's probation, potentially, 
with restitution. I mean, there's always going to be a restitution component here. I don't know what the cost is to fix the guy's car, the, the victim's car, I should say. Will he get charged with obstruction? He didn't file a false police report, to the best of my knowledge. If he went to the station and wrote up a report and signed an affidavit, which parroted what he said uh, to the cops on his doorstep, if he put all that in writing and signed it, well, that could be seen as filing a false report. Okay. Um, well, we and they they were did, Tim encouraging him. So if you want to come to the station, you can make a statement. So we don't know, but it is possible that he continued this false narrative that the guy, you know, his version was he got out immediately. Someone started yelling, "Hey, Miller!" and intimidated him, or was yelling at him and harassing him. So then he keyed keyed the car as if you would do that if someone was yelling at you but that that is an unknown it's it's very possible he then went to the station and filed a, a yeah, false so if he filed if he filed a report wrote yeah. out an affidavit and signed it he could get charged with filing a false police report okay he certainly lied to the cops apparently about what happened he could get charged with obstruction um do i think he's going to get charged with obstruction I don't. Um, that would be something that the police department would probably do for appearance sake. So it didn't look like they were favoring a politician. They didn't handcuff him. They allowed him to drive his own vehicle to the station. That's not standard operating procedure, but, um, you know, they afforded him that courtesy because he's a known figure and he's right. not a flight risk, et cetera. And uh, what about Tim at the scene in Garden City? They allowed him to leave. I mean, he basically gave them a version of a story that was not true, but that allowed him to leave. It's possible, it, or I should say, I should ask, is it possible they could have detained him at Garden City, basically saying, like, listen, you're not going anywhere until we get some more information? Well, I don't know if the point that he was not stopped or charged or detained, um, if they had the video surveillance at that point in time. Yeah, I'm I don't think not they sure did. If they had it. Okay. No, so there would have been no standing to do that. Yep. And, you know, the, the alleged victim here saw Josh's face, didn't know who he was, saw a Miller for Senate bumper sticker. Right went online and went through it and extrapolated through a little bit of research. Oh, that's the guy. Right. So it, it's the, the victim's story certainly hangs together. Yeah. And Josh's story doesn't appear to hold together in the least. No. Um, he'll plea bargain this thing away. I mean, he's, nothing of much consequence is going to happen to him. He's not going to give up his seat. Um, getting a probation um, disposition on the, this case or a filing uh, would not cost him his seat. In his particular um, Senate district, it'll probably get him votes instead of losing him votes the way things are going. But as far as a criminal situation, it's an embarrassment. Right. He's going to have to plead. He's going to have to admit to the um, the occurrences, if he takes the deal of either probation or a filing, maybe he'll try the case saying, you can't really see me doing it. But his story is such clearly um, incorrect. Right. It goes to his but credibility. He does have to go to court. In oh, July. yeah, he has to go to court. Oh, He's sure. got to do the walk and do the, yes. the whole thing. And, and at the very least, the young man, and, and I believe it's his mother's car, and yes, that, it is. you also even hear the mother say, I guess he doesn't like my sticker or stickers. So at the very least, I would I would think if you're Josh, Senator Josh Miller, you want to make this go away. He he would have to you even hear Cranston police refer to restitution. It, it sounds like he's going to have to pay to get this you know car repaired. Oh, yeah, that's if, if he wants to go to trial and he is found not guilty, he doesn't have to pay for anything. Okay. If he goes to trial and is found guilty, there'd be a restitution component. Sure. If he were to work out a plea bargain, yep. there'd be a restitution component. Yep. And when you take a deal, which is either for a pro period of probation or the, your case will be filed after a year, the defendant 
still has to stand there and the judge will say, you know, uh, Mr. Miller, listen while the prosecutor states the facts which would be proved if this case proceeded to trial. The prosecutor would then say, Judge, if this matter proceeded to trial, uh, the city would be prepared to prove that on such and such a date, this defendant did um, willfully key the car of so-and-so, which was in the Garden City parking lot. The judge would then say, Mr. Miller, have you heard the recitation of facts as set forth by the prosecutor? Yes, judge. Do you agree that those facts are true? He's going to say yes, or he doesn't get the deal. Or the judge might say, do you agree that there's sufficient facts that if this matter were to go to trial, there's sufficient facts to find you guilty? Whatever which, which way the judge says it, essentially the defendant, such as Miller, would have to admit that he did, in fact, engage in the conduct that he was accused of. So that's an embarrassment. That's something he'd have to admit to. And I don't see him taking this to trial. Okay. Folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Legal analyst attorney Tim Dodd right here on the John DePietro Show. AJ, drywall, plaster, home improvement. Call them today for a free quote. You can also find them on Facebook, 401-323-9252. 323-9252. AJ, drywall, plasters, home improvement, frame to finish basements. What a difference it'll make in your basement. Acoustic ceilings. Look how beautiful your ceiling could be. New homes, additions. Also, commercial rehabs, painting, remodeling. Contact them today. It's a family-run business. AJ Drywall Plaster Home Improvements. Call for a free quote. What a difference they'll make in your home, your ceilings, floors, basements. 401-323-9252. What a difference. Beautiful walls and ceilings. 401-323-9252. You can also find them on Facebook. It's AJ Drywall Plaster and Home Improvements for your home or business. We're speaking with our legal analyst, that's attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, uh, in Trump world, uh, tape emerged this week, seemingly leaked to CNN, although all the networks seem to now be using it and playing it. But it, it seemingly what you hear on it is voices and it seems to be people some some authors you have female voices they're not fully identified his voice obviously very identifiable but they're i believe writing a book about you know his chief of staff mark meadows and when they pop their head in uh they're recording everything and though you even hear the president say okay this is off the record of course but this is seemingly the government's proof that he shows them um, classified documents. I think they, it even says classified, but it has to do with United States war plans. He claims General Mark Milley drew them up of the United States attacking Iran. So this goes to the heart of the document case, seemingly of he, the way I understand it, he, he demonstrates he knows the difference. I'm not president anymore, so therefore I can't declassify them. But I'd like to hear your legal analysis of uh, of this extraordinary trump tape it's it's it is extraordinary that's the best word for it john um it's hard to really know quite what to make of it unless we could see the documents that is, are being referred to and we're not going to be able to see the documents that are referred to because if what the government is leaking to the media is correct then Donald Trump would have shown classified documents to somebody regarding Iran and would have acknowledged, A, that they're classified or top secret, and further acknowledging that um, since he's president, he can no longer declassify them, which would suggest that he knows that they would have required declassification. So if all of that is correct it's very very damaging but we don't know what documents were shown and the 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 way that the conversation took place you know i'm listening to it like everybody else thinking what is this why is he saying this uh, why is it I, I think it's his voice i don't think it's doctored in any way but right. it almost sounds like he was saying things in a joking or facetious manner and i'm not saying that to try to defend what he said or what he was showing this 
individual, but it almost seemed like a mocking or um, meant to be almost like a, a, a joke or sarcastic. I mean, I don't know what was being shown, and I don't know if it was really classified documents. The way he said it was so off the cuff and unserious. If, if I'm hearing it, I don't know if others heard it the same way, but without knowing what the document was and without knowing who he told this to and what that other person on the other side of that conversation was looking at at the time, it's... Um, well, what uh, that words, aside, what, what if, though, it's just the heart of it is of him almost acknowledging he knows the difference between I can't I'm not president anymore so therefore I can't declassify this if if it's maybe he was maybe it was you know plans for a new golf course or whatever but seemingly the most damaging part is him on tape just demonstrating that he knows the difference that when you're the ex-president you can't declassify something well, that's true, and that's okay. very damaging. And his whole concept of the uh, uh, Presidential Records Act seems flawed in that he can, I'm saying, he can euphemistically, he can't just wave his hand and say, all those boxes in the bathroom, I declassify all of it. He really can't do it in that right. manner, right. Um, which he thinks he can but he, he really can't so i this is the case that's going to get president trump jammed up i don't think as we've said before i don't think new york is the case but this case that audio tape is very damning um the way he was saying what he was doing lacked the seriousness that one would have i think been behind it it's a very peculiar conversation i'd like to know more about it who he was speaking to and what he was showing the individual but you're right john it does show that he knows that he can declassify things and if he doesn't then he should not be showing classified things yeah to anybody that haven't been declassified and this is another case just like josh miller president trump <laughs> can talk about his record, his accomplishments, what he would do if he was reelected, but he should shut his mouth yeah. regarding these criminal matters. He's killing himself. He's digging himself a hole, and he's saying things that will be played back for him someday, um, and it's not helpful. No. It just isn't. He's not doing a good job advocating for himself. He shouldn't be advocating for himself at all about this case he should say listen this is a criminal investigation i think i'll be found not guilty I, i'm expecting complete vindication but i've been advised that i really really shouldn't be talking about it yeah. but he can't help himself no. and i i think if he starts trying to explain away this audio tape he, he's really undercutting what his lawyers could or couldn't do i mean lawyers have to develop a strategy based upon the facts and the can of worms that they're presented with, uh, Trump is undermining his lawyer's ability to craft a defense for him when he starts saying all this crazy stuff. Yeah. Get your driveway paved. J. Perry Paving. Letter J. J. Perry Paving. High quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, over 25 years experience, specialized commercial paving, residential paving seal coating call for a free estimate today 401-732-1730 j perry paving hey learn about the benefits of asphalt paving whether it's a brand new paving project or a cracked driveway it's affordable smooth safe to drive on aesthetically appealing asphalt can be recycled reused j perry paving a licensed and insured contracting company committed to meeting your needs no matter how big how small contact them today for a free quote 401-732-1730 what a difference it makes for your driveway for your business parking lot j letter j j perry paving 401-732-1730 online at jperrypaving.com and look for them on facebook
Folks, again, we're speaking with our legal analyst. It's attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, the Ethics Commission, Rhode Island Ethics Commission, they are now hearing uh, what we learned about the trip to Philadelphia, the two Rhode Island executives, Patton and Thorson. That's still going on. But um, just the element of the, the Rhode Island Ethics Commission, it doesn't operate exactly you know, the way as if it were the attorney general investigating something like that. But at the same time, it is still an investigative body. It's an investigative body. They have the ability to issue fines. They have ability to issue opinions. And when those opinions suggest that there's been unethical conduct and they assess a fine, which they are authorized to do under the legislation that gave them their authority in the first place, you know, when the Ethics Commission says that you um, ran afoul of the rules of the Ethics Commission and you got to pay a fine, um, that's never something that people are particularly happy with. Um, But in this case, the gifts that were being sought or received, the sneakers that were taken, the lunch that was offered, you know, the things that happened in Philadelphia, do they rise above the $25 limit that, you know, governmental officials can receive? It appears that is the case. So if the Ethics Commission wants to chase this down over what these guys did, what they received, and their conduct, sure, I think they'll be found to have violated the rules of the um, Ethics Commission, They'll receive a, I think, pretty nominal fine, which they can certainly pay. Um, By the time the Ethics Commission does its investigation, issues its opinion, and fines these guys if it chooses to do so, I mean, it's going to be pretty old news. So they're going to go through it. I think they're obligated to because it's been such a high-profile uh, situation and certainly an embarrassment for the state. Um, yeah, they're going to do their thing. They're going to find an ethics violation and they're going to issue a fine. And the guys will then pay it and move on. Yeah, it goes from there. Folks, again, he is our legal analyst. It's attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, excellent job as always, and we will talk to you again. Thanks, John. Take care. remain healthy stop in and see marie at it's my health 1099 mendon road in cumberland you can also look for on facebook but call her 401-305-3585 you know the building it's that historic white church diagonally across from davenport restaurant it's my health what do you find inside well first of all great service great selection vitamins herbal remedies from trusted companies local products like ICE, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices, plus hemp and CBD products, natural skin care. It's my health. Pop in and see Marie. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. There's things for your pets. There's things for your children. There's things for your health. Stay healthy at It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Again, call Marie, 401 305 3585 diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant.